Hey, Cousin Sal here, and before I turn you and your hard-earned money over to the degenerate trifecta and I and our notoriously shameful picks, I urge you to come on over and subscribe to my new flagship show on the Extra Points Podcast Network. We're cross-posting on The Ringer for a few weeks. After that, Against All Odds will have its own dedicated home, probably a convalescent home in Pahrump, Nevada, let's be honest. But give us a look at Extra Points and then enjoy a brand spanking new episode of Against All Odds. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. That's right, we are back. After six weeks, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, I feel, I don't know. It's, uh, it feels good to be back, first of all. Sports, uh, hopefully they don't crumble around us. We took a little hiatus. Um, Harry still posted videos. He's, he, he became a NASCAR legend somehow. Changed his name to Gas. And, uh, and here we are. But um, yeah, yeah, we're back. Gas. It's like the Brady. Go ahead. Whoa, what, what, Harry? What happened? No, nah, it's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Harry. You interrupted. You might as well. What, what's well, going I, on? You know, it, I, I wouldn't say it's gas. It's gas. Gas. Gag not. <laughs> what the hell That's just happened? What? All right, I'll work on that. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to even practice it because in like three days you're going to give yourself a different um, nickname, and that'll be that, right? So, um, but I will say, Harry and I, we were at a wedding last night. Our friend, good friend Ken. What a time it was. Um, Harry, you're still there at the, at the site, right? I'm still here. Yeah. Um, our buddy, uh, David is still, it just came over your buddy. Okay. He's still here. That's important. uh, All right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm still here. I'm going to be heading out though in about a couple, in a couple hours. All right. And and thus the shitty audio (laughs) because he just is calling over his iPhone, but I will say Harry, the, 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 one of my favorite things, and there was like 700 great things at this wedding last night, but one is that. And however you stand on the issue of the mask thing, you know, this was a gathering of like 30, 35 people. Everyone had a mask except Harry. He did, it did not occur to him. He walked in <laughs> and, you know, obviously we took it on and off as we drank and ate throughout the evening. But uh, that was a uh, was a, a bold choice by you. Was it? All right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like that, you were drunk and made picks while uh, downing oysters. That right. was fun, too. That was fun. Um, I should say we're back here. Uh, we left the ringer. I will still be doing the Sunday night podcast with Simmons, but I brought against all odds over to the um, Extra Points Podcast Network. Extra Points is the flag show. That's me and Dave Damashek. There's another comedy show which will premiere tomorrow. Uh, and that's called Laugh Lines. Now, I will say we were able to steal heel producer Jim Cunningham from the ringer. I don't even think they have any idea he's gone. No, not exactly. Right, Jim? I, I think like sometime Eventually, around Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from Simmons. <laughs> like, hey, did you ever hear what happened to Jim Cunningham? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know. I think he moved <laughs> right. to New Zealand. But um, Parlay Kid, baseball is back. We're gritting our teeth. We're holding our breath. We're hoping this Marlins thing doesn't become an epidemic and spread throughout the league where we have three and four and five teams having to forfeit series at one time. Let's talk about baseball. 
Um, what is your impression? What is the big thing that you could, you had like a big bet in the beginning of the year, you and Harry, I think we're almost sure of it, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you can uh, imagine. So Harry and I were very convinced that the under one and a half complete games by pitchers was a lock this year. <laughs> Last year, the high in 162 game season was three. This year, the line was set at one and a half. Season must go 59 games. And in the very first game of the season, in our Yankees-Nationals <laughs> mat matchup, Cole versus Scherzer, which we were nervous about anyway because in terms of rain delays, right? So Brother Bryce said, well, what about if you get a game that goes six innings, you might see a complete game. So sure enough, the first game of the year, we have two guys throw a complete game uh, in Cole and Scherzer. <laughs> and uh, and now that bet does not look so good uh, <laughs> yeah. at this point. I mean, it was... It was kind of a complete game. It was a rain-shortened game. Torrential rains came down, and you guys knew that going in, although it was kind of a little bit up in the air if, if the books counted it. But, yeah, I guess if you go five-plus innings, right, in a rain-shortened well, game, and it's well, called. Well, hold on, though. <laughs> I, we got some breaking news from what happened? Harry here, I believe. I just got a text message from Harry. We have some breaking news regarding this bet. Okay. I Harry, take your mask morning. off so everybody could hear. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was up at 5.30 this morning to make this call. I told Parlay Kid I was going to make this call at some point. Finally had a chance to do it. I called a book, a, a, a book that's, uh, that offered this. They're telling me I spoke to the manager. His name was Miguel. And he told me <laughs> that this bet is for, was for nine innings or eight innings only. <laughs> so if a pitcher does go for six innings, it doesn't count towards this bet. Now, it counts wow. towards complete games for the pitcher, but they told me that that bet is for eight or nine innings only. <laughs> yeah, but that's so, nice. Parlay Kid, as of right <laughs> yes. now, we're, Hendricks has one, and and uh, in terms of the bet, Cole and Scherzer have zero. Wait, but <laughs> nice work, Harry. But Sal, this is still bullshit. Like, I don't understand this because right now it shows three complete games, right? And the stats for the pitchers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this would be like if a game goes five innings, if you have a home run champion, right? And the game goes less yeah. than nine innings, you're like, all right, the home runs in that game didn't count. Those don't count towards the stats. It's the same exact yeah. thing. I, I don't understand it. Listen, but, but, uh, but, but Brian, listen, you know, lines, we all know lines very well. This isn't. Just looking at that line when it first was offered, doesn't that tell you that it has to be a, a, a you know, if, if you don't bat in the in the ninth and you win in the eighth, or if you go nine innings, that counts as the win. But anything this else, this is crazy. Complete game, yeah. but nothing else does. No, because last year, what there was, there was only like three or four complete games in a 162 game yeah. season, but it was the same shit, right? right? I, so I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I also think it's a stat thing. And I mean, if Miguel, this, <laughs> this, this faceless character from Antigua is saying that, uh, yeah, 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 sure. This, uh, the five innings doesn't count as a complete game. I don't know. That seems kind of arbitrary. Yeah. I don't know. Miguel assured me. Oh, okay. Oh, he assured you. I, I, he, okay. So it's not up in the air anymore. I don't know. It just seems like saying, uh, hey, we're not counting ground rule doubles as doubles. That's a different kind of double. So no, you might see a different, you might see a total of 42 doubles in the, in the, in the stat line for a trout, but no, only like 28 were legit. They bounce by the line. 
I don't know. This is the best thing, though, Bri, is that this is going to be all year long. Right. Well, we, we just we need one more complete game. That's all. I mean, it doesn't matter anyway. Because Hendrick, Hendrick's yeah. got one already. So there's just one more needed. Uh, no, Hendrick. this is this is. Yeah, at a Hendrick. Yeah. <laughs> but this has got to come. This is uh, has to come yeah, down what, to the last just, day of the year. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Harry, what else do you have to tell us about baseball? Or is that what else know, did just, Miguel I just think inform that the team yeah. maybe also like I'm impressed with the start. I know it's only three games in, but the twins, I, I like this team a lot. They've they played uh for teams that have only played three games, they get the most runs, they get the best run differential. Nelson Cruz, eighteen total bases in three games, batting five thirty. They got five starters batting three oh eight or higher. Yankees Darren and brother Brian better look out for the twins this year. Twins get it done over the Yankees. You can get them at seven to one and minus one thirty for the division. I still I like the twins a lot. All right. Well, they're always fun until they make it to the playoffs yeah. and then they don't show up. But uh Brian, I think you have some uh information to color this up. But favorites were twelve and two the first two days, seven and two yesterday. I think they got crushed in the middle, like around Saturday, Sunday. Um, but the consensus, the closing lines, um, Giants plus 310 against the Dodgers. Tigers plus 230 against the Reds. Royals at Indians were plus 220. The Nats against the Yanks. Big dogs all over the place. Giants 270 on Sunday. It doesn't pay to take the favorite, right? The big favorite. Well, exactly. So that's the problem right now. So we we know we all love parlaying the big favorites, right? Or taking the big favorites yeah. with something. But stay away from the big favorites so far. I mean, who knows what's going on with this season anyway? This is essentially basically spring training happening. But if you looked at the minus 200 or higher favorites, especially Saturday, mm -hmm. Sunday, but if you look so far in the season, in 21 games, the minus 200 or higher favorites have only won 10. So I was doing some calculations. If you bet $100 on all 21 underdogs in those games, you'd be up about $1,500. If you bet wow. if you bet all of the favorites, you'd be down like $2,000. So it's a chaotic season. I'd say for now, definitely stay away from these uh, these heavy favorites. Uh, I mean, who knows? Really, who knows what's happening? Interesting. Well, I know who knows. Miguel, uh, the guy <laughs> who Harry talked to, said whether you bet the favorite or underdog, they're going to pay it out. So that's, uh, that's a good story there. Um, the other thing is Astros today. First time um, in 79 consecutive regular season Major League Baseball games have they been an underdog to the Dodgers. Uh, that happened tonight, so interesting. Um, that's our friend Ben Folks uh, gave us that information. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just hope this. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do this? Are they going to have to add a couple weeks, or what goes on here, Parlay Kid, with the baseball game? It's easier to do double headers now, I guess. Without yeah. fans, you could do a a morning and then a night game. You know, everyone could eat and everything else in between. But I know the league, the union, frowns upon loading up with too many double headers, right? Yeah, at this point, I think that's what we're going to see. I think the word out of, uh, as a Yankee fan, what we're hearing this morning is um, that those games that uh, they're not play being played uh, yesterday and today will be made up as part of a doubleheader later on mm -hmm. in the season. Like you said, I guess it's a little easier to do it without the fans. Uh, right. But, I mean, how many doubleheaders can you play at some point? Are you going to play right. like 10 doubleheaders in September? That doesn't work either. So... Uh, I think uh, we can. We all felt a little bit uh, like the season is in peril a little bit because if this happens one or two more times, right, it, it could be yeah. done. Well, and the other thing is with the we people got excited about the ex 
expanded playoffs, but that kind of means that every game counts. You can't just say, all right, well, this team forfeited four games. You kind of have to play them all, right? They're going to mean something to some team down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, this is a little messy. We we hope it keeps going. NBA, a little more of a chance to get things going. It starts up Thursday. I'm excited. It's in a bubble outside of a couple of players um, eating their favorite chicken wings in a, in a strip club. I think we're set to go. Um, Zion is back. Uh, the late. Well, let's go over best bets here. Parlay kid, I think you agree with me. I have um, <clears throat> they have over under wins for some of these teams. Yep. I think they're a little high for some of the better teams. Lakers five and a half, Bucks six and a half, Sixers five and a half. Those are the ones I'm targeting under Sixers, especially because they had such a great home record, and now that doesn't matter at all. Uh, plus, who knows what Embiid ever, you know? So they're five and a half, unders minus 177. Bucks under six and a half. I think the same thing with them and the Lakers. Like, that last game of the year might not count. Why would they play somebody? You know, why would they play all their starters, especially the Lakers? Um, LeBron aging and everything. You may get a free game in there. I know you like the Lakers under uh, best out of those three, I said. Yeah, I do. And I like that Bucks <clears throat> one too, Sal, because really, what is the incentive? Right. For a team like the Lakers right now, right? They they pretty much uh, have the West wrapped up. Uh, there's really no home court in the playoffs at this point. Uh, isn't the idea right now for a team like the Lakers to stay sharp, to, you know, get that winning feeling back? But maybe, you know, they bought J.R. Smith in. Maybe they're going to try to incorporate some different looks into their lineup, see what works, see what doesn't. The end game for them is winning a championship. And the Lakers play the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Raptors, mm-hmm. the Rockets, the Jazz, the Pacers, the Thunder, and the Kings. All right, besides the Kings, there's no easy games in there anyway. Right. I don't think they're going to – I think they're going to ease their way back, uh, win a few games, but really it's about the playoffs for the Lakers and the Bucks, really. So I, I like uh, both of those to go under. And most of the time – right? So I think the Lakers do have one back-to-back yeah. game. So in one of those games – LeBron's not going to play, and Davis isn't going to play either. I would assume. Right. So, and and you know, with that that uh, schedule you laid out, I think five and three is a realistic goal for the Lakers, yeah. and could still get them the one seed and everything they want. So that exactly. extra half, that half a win, yes, you're paying some vig here, minus one fifty nine. I think Bucks is minus two fifty the under, but you're not going to do worse than a split there, and I think you win. Both. Um, all right. Uh, Harry, I asked you for one best bet and you gave me like six. So <laughs> well, where do you want to start? Well, they're all sort of, well, look, they're all sort of tied together. I, I, my, my team in the East, I'm still on the Raptors. You can get them at seven to one for the East and for the West Clippers plus 180 and Clippers plus one uh, plus 330 for the championship. And for those two to meet in the championship, 23 to one. I love this Clippers team. I've been mm. on them all year. I think when they're healthy, obviously, uh, I think the best team in the West, uh, best best team in the NBA too. Uh, I think that they're just because of their bench. There's way better than the Lakers. Clippers bench averages uh, 51 and a half points a game this year. The only team that's ever been better than that was last year's Clippers team at 53 points a game. And I think the Raptors, in terms of the East, all the pressure in the world's on Giannis and the Bucks after folding last year in the playoffs against the Raptors. Uh, Raptors have a better win percent. Team and a better point differential at 0.65 than last year's team with Kawhi and winning the championship. Uh, <clears> so I think with the Bucks being 28 and three at home, like you just said about about the Sixers, South, you can throw that out the window. 
all the pressures on them again. Siakam has had a great season. Parlay kids, Kyle Lowry's averaged 20 points, eight rebounds for the season two. And I think this spring at 23 to one, ratings would be huge to have Kawhi go up against the Raptors. I remember last year, I was the only one out of the four of us to take the Raptors. All three of you guys still took the, the Warriors. So mm. look out, Raptors still defending champs. Well, Miguel told me to take the Warriors, so I took the Warriors. What do you want me to do? I, I do like Toronto. We I discussed this with uh, Simmons and House last week. They're kind of built for the for bubble basketball. Clippers, I don't know. I wouldn't go crazy about their bench. They're six man. The guy who wins six man of the year every oh. season is uh, he's out of control. He's uh, what is he gonna? He's gonna have glitter all over him. He's gonna distract the other players. What do you think? I don't Mont- who knows uh, when we see him. First. Nineteen and seven this year. Guy's been a stud. Only plays twenty seven minutes a game. 19 and 7, yeah. 51 points. I don't know. Pretty good. Lakers have no Yeah, bench. he hasn't. I think he wasn't sitting. I don't even think he played the last couple of uh, preseason games, Harold, but I, I could be wrong about that. All right. Uh, Brother Bry, something else we discussed with uh, Simmons and House Portland making the playoffs. I think we landed on it being a good bet. So uh, reinforce that for us. Yeah, I like it. So to make the playoffs, they're plus 425 right now. Look, their schedule for the remaining eight games, it's tough, but. Memphis's schedule is really tough. Look, there's a lot of things that go into making the playoffs, right? Like they have to stay within four games. There's so many rules. Uh, I have to make mm-hmm. sure I get this right, right? They they have to stay within four games of Memphis, right? Or surpass Memphis, which uh, mm-hmm. is likely not going to happen. But then they would have to beat uh, Memphis, right? And in, in back-to-back games, I think, to, to get that playoff spot. But I do think... I think they'll stay based on the schedules. I think they they'll stay within the four games. I do think once you get into that playoff format, I would trust Lillard more than anyone. Uh, they have Nurkic back, um, but I I would look at them, and I probably would look at the Pelicans as well. Plus, if you're looking at Portland, right? What if they do make this play in game play in games versus Memphis? What would they be against Memphis, right? In those two games, like. Minus, they'd probably be minus 150, minus 160, probably both games. So yeah. you're, you're getting them at plus 425 here. I, I think it's a good bet. Um, I, it's funny, I'm, I I am not a Mellow fan anymore, especially anymore, but in this bubble, mm-hmm. I could see him playing kind of well. It's weird. I, I don't know. So I, I definitely could see uh, Portland coming out at, as, as the eighth seed here. Yeah, Summer League, that's kind of where he thrives, right? Summer League ball, that's kind of <laughs> what we're looking at here. But I would, uh, yeah, this is interesting because on Fox Bet Live today, we talked about basically the Pelicans, their chances of making getting the eight seed. And it's a, bit, it's a similar situation. Yeah. In fact, I think all three teams, Pelicans, uh, Memphis, and Portland, their over-under is three and a half. Yeah. But you don't have to gain any ground if you're any of these teams to get that play in, right? Like you said, you only have to be within four games now. And as you broke down, is it worth it to just take every game along the way or take the plus 425 now? Like you said, I think Portland would be favored. And if they were to win that first game, they probably would have been an even heavier favorite for game two. Right. So I don't mind that. And uh, God help the Lakers. Not that they would lose to Portland, but that is a team they do not want to see in the first round. If uh, if the Blazers are about to steal that eighth seed. Um, all right. That brings us to our unsponsored segment, the make believe riverboat casino, where each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Wow, man, we lost the great Regis Philbin this past weekend. Um, big, big Notre Dame fan. What a character. Jimmy Kimmel was on 
the debut episode of Extra Points and talked about his experiences with Regis. Really funny stories. Regis known, though, as being one of the great Notre Dame fans, big fighting Irish supporter, and it got us to thinking, who is the greatest Irish fighter of the fighting Irish? Um, here are the odds. Ken Shamrock, UFC great, plus 180. Conor McGregor, 5-2 to two odds. Mickey Ward, legendary boxer, 15-1. to one. Rudy, 750 to one or the field at seven to one. Um, all right, Parley kid, take it away. Sal, you could take Shamrock Ward, Rudy, use the field and take the leprechaun from the movie leprechaun. <laughs> take producer Jim Cunningham, Irish Ooh. Jim, right? Put him all in a ring against McGregor, blasted off his proper 12 whiskey. And I still take the notorious here at five to two mm. odds. Love it. Wow. All right. That's mm. interesting. Now, Shamrock would have weight on him, right? Or uh, I would think like 25, 30 in their prime, I guess we're talking here. Doesn't matter. Doesn't notorious. Matter. One of the toughest men on the planet. Okay. All right. Brother Bry, what do you think? Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking something with that leprechaun. I was like, is there fight scenes? So I'm looking at fight scenes in the movie Leprechaun. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll go with Mickey Ward. Uh, may not have been the best Irish fighter, but was tougher than anybody uh, I could ever remember. The trilogy with Gotti was just amazing. I actually met uh, mm -hmm. Ward at a signing uh, with Gotti shortly after that third fight. Great guy. Couldn't have been nicer for such a warrior. And then people forget. Uh, his fight with Emmanuel Burton or Emmanuel Augustus, what I think he goes by now, is maybe one of the greatest fights I could ever remember. Um, the only problem I ever had with Ward is he looked nothing like Mark Wahlberg uh, in the movie The Fighter. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, they were just they're just both white, both from Boston. That was basically it. Uh, so uh, I, yeah. I would definitely go with uh, Mickey there based on those odds. Yeah, that wasn't Mickey Ward's fault. That, that <laughs> I was... Wahlberg, he he should have tried harder to look like the guy he was playing, I think. I mean, <laughs> Mickey Ward, his poor brain was scrambled at that point. I don't know if he could think about prosthetics. Um, all right, Harry. All right, we got a little mixed board here. Conor McGregor, 5-2. to two. Brother Bry takes Mickey Ward, 15-1. to one. Which way are you going? Uh, McGregor doesn't do it for me. I've said that before in shows. The world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Eh, kind of boring. Even when he was in the WWF, it was kind of boring to me. I'm going to go Rudy at 750 to 750 to one. <laughs> I mean, every time it's on, I cannot have, I can't turn it. I have to leave it on no matter where it's at. Uh, John Favreau is great when he yells out. He's so little. It's just the greatest. And I think, listen, he, Sean asked one, one play and he gets one sack. Who else can say that? Love the movie. Yeah. <laughs> love the movie alright well it seems like Harry over the last six weeks has not figured out how to do these Captain Morgan we, we usually throw Don't one joke everything. choice in there and Harry uh, the bit hook line and sinker Touchdown, goes for Rudy Jesus. right Rudy would not stand a chance against Conor McGregor or any of these guys <laughs> but because John Favreau said look how little he is Harry thinks uh, <laughs> Harry thinks he puts him in the mix um, John <clears throat> Aston's best role since Goonies Jim Cunningham, do you agree with any of this? Uh, no, as always, no. I liked. Um, I was thinking maybe Liam Neeson from uh, Taken. He can kick uh -huh. some ass. Or uh, the Gallagher brothers from Oasis were always fighting each other. Oh yeah, they did and, fight. Uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor. 
ripping up the Pope's picture right on SNL. <laughs> How you beat that? She is a force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah, there are some nice options there. Uh, how about John Hanna, the uh, all-pro, I think 11-time all-pro for the Patriots? Just a monster offensive lineman. Hornswoggle, uh, he either won or almost won a couple of battle royals. He's, he's conniving, yes. right, Jim? He would he would uh, hide under the ring until all the competitors were eliminated. Right. By by, by the way, Hornswoggle, one of my favorite scenes all time in WWE is when they when they had Mae Young deli- yeah, deliver yeah. Hornswoggle as a baby. I mean, it was the craziest thing you could. I thought see. she gave birth to a hand, didn't she? She did too. It was both. She did that too. That actually was real. <laughs> I, I know some insiders. That actually happened. Um, how about the Irishman himself, Robert De Niro? What a what a ass kicking he put on that poor uh, shopkeeper. He almost kicked him in the head six times, curb stomped <laughs> yeah. him. But um, you know, very you can't uh, discount the Irishman paints houses. But I'm going with Kem Shamrock. I think the weight would be the difference. I, I would love to see that fight even today, Shamrock versus McGregor on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Let's do it. Hopefully, we'll have a vaccine by then. We can get it going. What do you think, Harry? Shamrock's what, 54, 56? Yeah, I guess he's a little older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of older fighters, we're going to get into this. Mike Tyson is fighting Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson is 54. Roy Jones Jr., I believe, is 51. I think that's true. Yeah, he's 51. Um, yep. Tyson was minus 350 to start this. It's gone down to minus 170. And I think people are falling in love with all oh, the Tyson thing. You're seeing these viral videos of him hitting the bag and just destroying it. And it doesn't look like he lost any speed whatsoever. Just none. And at first glance, when I think back at Roy Jones, I think of how he got just knocked cold. Like he like uh, as if he was like sucker punched in one or two of his last fights. But then I look back, Roy yeah. Jones yeah, he lost three in a row around like 2010. He won 12 yep. of his last 13 fights. Okay, a lot of them were cream puffs, but uh, we remember where he was sprawled out. Roy Jones, seven fights in the last five years. Mike Tyson, no fights in the last 15 years. And by the way, Peter McNeely, not one of the great Irish fighters I was about to put on that <laughs> list, so I don't count that. Um, I think there's value in Roy Jones much more a week ago when, when uh, Tyson was minus 350, but... Parlay kid, you agree with me? Roy Jones has a chance. I haven't seen him spar or train or anything, but I yeah. think that's the better bet. Here. I absolutely agree with you on this. I think I'm in a uh, minority here when yeah. I'm saying I agree with you with this. Um, you know, when we talk about an exhibition fight, it kind of always reminds me of Drago versus Apollo Creed, though, right? Like it was yeah. an exhibition. Uh, and in this kind of fight, some people, I think, look at Tyson as Drago, right? They... They look at his body now and they, mm-hmm. they watch those videos. I would contend that many former fighters on a, on a video could do what Tyson did, right? They can look quick. Yeah. They can look uh, outstanding. And he does look outstanding on those short clips. Mm-hmm. However, like you're saying, Jones has actually been an active fighter. He's an active winning fighter. I know he'd be giving up some size here. But if I would actually take this bet, Uh, And I'd like to see the line for it. But I'm going to say Jones by split decision here. I do think he outboxes Tyson, but Tyson will win some rounds uh, in this fight. I think the judges will kind of play around here. And I could see this going to the cards being a split decision. uh, And it will go in Jones's favor because I just think he'll he'll outbox Tyson for 
yeah. a greater majority of the fight. All right. Yeah. Oh, boy. I would love to see Tyson pull a Drago. If he dies, he dies. Brother Brian, Harry, Brian, you disagree. You you on uh, Iron Mike in your corner. Well, it's funny. As you're talking about it, as I'm doing, as I'm looking up, I saw the same stuff, right? I mean, the last fight, I mean, I remember, I mean, I've watched pretty much all of Roy, Roy Jones fights. And it's funny. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, all right, he, he got creamed and knocked out in like three of his last four and then same thing i'm looking it up and i'm like oh shit he's won 12 of his last yeah 13 weird 12 of his last 13 fights so i'm kind of like now i'm a little bit on the fence but i i still don't know i mean there there's a couple factors in here right i i guess they're still trying to decide the size of the gloves right i think it's supposed to be like a 12 ounce glove which is still not i mean I would think like a 14 ounce glove would make sense for this fight because they don't want somebody to kill somebody. Uh, I mean, I don't think. No, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but that being said, I I really don't know if Roy Jones can take, you know, if it, it's going to be eight rounds. Uh, Tyson comes out hard for three or four rounds. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if Roy Jones can really take a punch anymore. I mean, we saw it against multiple foreign fighters who didn't even have power, who just knocked out Roy mm-hmm. Jones. So, that's like my lasting impression, and that's why I went with Tyson. I can see my myself changing my mind on this like ten different ten different times. Uh, yeah. And you guys bring up good points with it, but uh, right now, as of today, I'm saying Tyson. All right. Well, yeah, we expect. I don't know what the weigh-ins will look like, but we expect Roy Jones to be lighter, maybe significantly lighter than Tyson. But that doesn't bother you, Harry. You took Rudy over Conor McGregor. Who who are you taking here? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tyson too. Uh... Sal, I'm, I'm, I'm falling for this, these these videos you see in Tyson. He's so quick, so fast. Loving the gray beard on him. I think he got him digging it. I think he gets it done. in 91 combined uh, knockouts between these two. But, yeah, I think Brian's made the point, too. Can Jones take a punch? I, I just think Tyson, the way he looks, he he would want it more. I would take him. And, I'd lay the, and I know, like I said, 350 down to 170. I'd take the 170 right now with Tyson. All right. Okay, let's see. I'm very excited for that fight. Now, Sharp Tank, here's how it works if you've never heard the show before. And if that's the case, shame on you. Um, These guys are going to give me their best bets. I am going to buy one of them. And by buy, I'm going to jump on one of them. It's probably going to be for the weekend, maybe uh, Thursday, Friday-ish. I don't know. We'll see. There's a bigger slate than there was um, six weeks ago. That's for damn sure. Uh, Start us off. Parlay kid. Is it going to be a parlay? Is it going to be UFC? Oh. I'm kind of thinking that's that's the vibe I'm getting. So what? You. Yeah. Uh, you know, up until this weekend. But by the way, speaking of gray beards, Harry, you like my gray beard? You could kind of see me on the Zoom here. <laughs> and are you wearing women's sunglasses, Harry? Is that? Uh, no. What is that, Harry? No. <laughs> so, no. Those are pretty nice. Stuff. I, I've, I've been taking some flack that my uh, in my other videos, the, the glasses look old. So I bought some new ones. Oh, yeah. Nice. They're nice. They're, they're gold. They're nice. They look yeah. very nice. Uh, uh, yeah. So, Sal, what do I do? I actually, up until this weekend, Sal, I was on a historic UFC run uh, with uh, our picks. In fact, when we last less left off yeah. with our podcast, I gave out uh, a, a parlay close to uh, plus 800. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming back with a, a plus 900 parlay. Mm. This uh, weekend in UFC, uh, Gustafson cost me my run last week, losing to old man Verdum was very pathetic uh, on his part. But so, so I'm going to take my first part of this uh, parlay is a minus 185 uh, Luke over Brown uh, Vincente Luke 
uh, back in May put on put an absolute beatdown on Nico Price. Uh, I think we can all remember that fight. It was stopped by a doctor, actually, because mm-hmm. he had done so much damage uh, to Nico Price. And his only two losses in his last 10 fights are against Leon Edwards and Stephen Thompson, two very, very good fighters. And he's fighting a fighter named Randy Brown, who was knocked out by Nico Price uh, in 2018. So I think getting uh, Luke there at minus 185 is really good val- uh, uh, value there. And I'm going to take uh, this up-and-comer, 22-year-old. And I think Brian can even help me with his name. I know he's an up-and-comer. I should know his name uh, better. Uh, Shabazian. Uh, or is that my uh, close brother, Brian? It's uh, Shabazian. I think. All right, so yeah. I was I was oh, actually no. pretty close. Oh, I was pretty the par- close the on that. Parlay is ruined now. The parlay <laughs> is ruined. <laughs> I was pretty close, but he's fighting Brunson. Brunson mm-hmm. is a very well respected fighter here, and I think uh, this is kind of one of those interesting matchups in, in the UFC. Brunson has uh, fought some of the best over his career, but I don't think they want this up and com- coming twenty two year old to lose. But I do think Brunson can go the distance. So Shabayazan, uh, I think I'm close again on that, at plus 550 to win by decision over Brunson. Mm. You add that with the minus 185, uh, and you parlay it up, and it's plus 900 Okay, uh, with with two pretty heavy favorites here. So I kind of like that uh, parlay. So let's let's start off big here, Sal. For uh, this it. extra points network here, Let, let's do it. Let's go. I love it. Nine to one odds. Luke Gay and Shabayazan or something like that by decision. All right, uh, brother Bry, what's your yeah? Bet? So uh, I am jumping on the same fight. Going to take a different prop for it, but I'm, I, I do like uh, Shabazian uh, to win in the first or the second round at minus one hundred five. You can find that versus Brunson. Look, this this kid can win in many different ways. Look, uh, what Parley Kid was saying is right too. In terms, it's only a three-round fight, so it's one of those weird things exactly. because this is a replacement fight. Normally, these would be five-round fights, but it's a replacement fight, so mm-hmm. it's still three rounds. So, um, I know to just go to a decision for either fighters, three to one odds. Um, but I do think if Shabazian wins this fight, it's going to be uh, via knockout or submission. I think he'll win with inside the two, likely a knockout uh, for the kid. Just mm-hmm. again, he's very patient when he fights. His striking is great. The problem I have with Brunson is every time I watch him fight, it's like a different fight, but he's always wild. He doesn't have a great chin. He's been knocked out early to Adesanya, to Whitaker, uh, and then even getting knocked out to Sousa. So th- that that's the problem right now. I just, the way uh, mm-hmm. Sabazian fights, I don't know if Brunson can last. I think getting a knockout in the first or that's, I, I do think, Sal, your, your bet that you used to like the uh, knockout in the first 60 seconds, this would maybe be, this would, I know you hate doing it now and it sucks, but this would maybe be the fight. If you're going to do it, this would maybe be the fight because both guys could get knocked out. Brunson has a lot of power too. So, um, Mm -hmm. so easily one punch could end this fight. So I just like Shabazian. Um, he's just, he seems to be the next, rising star in this division. Again, a knockout versus Brad Tavares, who's a well-respected fighter in his last fight, uh, looked great in that one. So I, I would take Shabazian. Shabazian first, second round, minus 105. Yep. Could happen in either I, of those rounds. I All would, right. I, if I yep. could just interject, I would say that Brunson in his last fight 
beat Ian Heinish, wh yep. who was a very well-respected young fighter as well. So okay. just to just to bring the Brunson argument, not that he's going to win, but is capable of going the distance. Yeah, Br okay. Brunson decisions like eight to one too. So you get <clears throat> good odds different ways in this fight. All right. Harry, please tell me, although I think it would be hilarious <laughs> that your best bet has nothing to do with uh, Shabazi and Brunson fight. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I am going to go to the NASCAR oh, yeah. circuit, the Foxwoods that Resort Casino, 301. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick for the top oh. three finish at plus 115. Harvick has been the most consistent driver uh, in NASCAR this season. He leads in laps led. He leads in cup points. His last four races in New Hampshire is where they're at this weekend. He's got two wins, three top fives. Kevin Harvick for a top three at plus 115. And more importantly, Miguel, my new, my newest, bestest buddy, he agrees oh, with me. So good. Harvick, plus 115. <laughs> How are three. these guys going to race around a casino? I don't understand. I mean, I know a lot of these are empty, but you said it's at Foxwood? Foxwood Resort Casino 301 is the name of the uh, race. Okay. I'm joking. I, I'm, yep. I'm guessing it's not indoors. Uh, all right. Now, I know, Harry, like, I don't know. You, I mean, you, you've become an expert on NASCAR. You've actually hit any, all your bets lose, but you make these videos and you sound very confident. No. It does seem like, and I have a little more experience, not maybe experience, but. You've been <clears throat> watching it, Sal. I got, first of all, it. I can't. What is the point <laughs> of putting it on before 10 laps, it's, eight laps, six laps remaining? It, so much so could happen at the end. What do you even. You can't even now that Harry, you're watching every week. You have no idea when these guys should pit, right? Thirty left. If they pit I, with I, thirty I don't laps, any, I don't they know drop any. out of the Fer top Furman ten. May, yeah. Listen, listen, Sal. Fer Furman may act like he knows all these rules, but nobody knows all these rules. Nobody. I think you know the rules, but it's just like I don't, it's it's just like oh, uh, should I get excited? My guy pitted at thirty five laps right. instead of eighteen right, laps. My, my guy's in first with thirty five laps to go, and then. You don't even know what happened, and all of a sudden he's right. 14. So it makes sense to make it your it, make it, it your wild. best every week. <laughs> but it does seem like have you know Harvick, Hamlin, uh, Logano, Bush. It's it's kind of those four every every Kozlowski. race. Kozlowski and and we'll add uh, and Chase and Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott will ask. All right. So what do you have? Harvick top three at plus one fifteen. Harvick top three. Uh, Luke Shabayazan. Uh, by decision at parlay nine to one and Shabai is on. I know I'm saying it wrong. First and second round over Brunson minus one Oh five. All right, parlay kid. I want to give you your, uh, your just due here because you did have quite a streak going over our break at the tail end of the ringer days against all odds into this pick here. You were phenomenal. What did you say you were? 250 to one? We were trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I had a streak of like six straight uh, UFC wins that uh, came out at about 260 to one. Right, and it would have been increased if uh, Gustafson had showed up uh, last week. But Par uh, yeah. Parley, I'm, Parley but, uh, gets I'm a millionaire now. Millionaire. I know, I know, can't believe it. He's going to buy Spotify <laughs> in no time. Um, that's great. You know what? I'm going to go with you. I'm sorry, I'm going to ruin it for him, but I'm going to go with you here. The nine to one parlay. Nice. We will uh, tweet nice. that out closer to uh, fight time. But that is going to be my sharp tank pick right there parlay kid what's going on you got uh you got football practice you got wrestling a lot, a lot of good things a lot of sports <laughs> right, Sal, this is um been the most downtime i've ever had in my life so why uh, hopefully i can put it to making picks and uh yeah. you know there's still absolutely no sports going on around here it looks like uh school sports have been uh delayed until at least late of september so uh, uh we're not permitted to to work with our 
uh, our athletes at this time. So mm-hmm. there's really not much going on. So hopefully I can focus my time on on giving the listeners some some good picks over the next yep. uh, several weeks. And um, that's really that right now. And Sal, uh, great job uh, by by getting the by you by getting this going. Uh, we're so excited to to have it and be a part of it. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, of course. I couldn't do it without you guys. And, uh, you know, <laughs> of course. So the we we posted videos on the site for the first day, the night before we had to give our picks because we just want to make sure we got all the bugs out on the, the site itself and the logistics getting it up. So I take, what? who do I take? I'm the only one who cares about the Marlins <laughs> over the Orioles in an empty stadium. And that ends up being my best bet. And I had like vague, vaguely decent uh, reasoning. I wake up because I'm on the West Coast. Boom, that game is canceled. So that's all of a sudden a pick <laughs> that doesn't make sense. And Harry also posts a video. Yeah. Um, of course, I wasn't eating uh, peanut butter and pasta at the time. He had made a pig of himself and picked a game that didn't didn't exist. Right, J- uh, Yankees. Go, fi- go, yeah, go figure. I take the Yankees, and now they don't. And then they don't. Right. One time in my life, they don't. Play. All right. Where are you, Harry? Ao Harry. Ao Harry, still here, and uh, it was great. See- yeah, it was, it was it was great seeing you last what a fun night time. Uh, at our buddy's wedding. Uh, still here in Laguna Beach, and then. Uh, Heading back to 116 degree temperatures in Phoenix later today, this this weekend. It also will be 116, 117. Good. So great. You deserve it. You deserve it. And uh, Brother Bry, what about you? Yeah, I'm at the Brother Bry. Um, what's going on? Well, Parley Kid and I have been playing a ton of golf. I mean, oh. uh, way more. We played more mm. golf in the last, I, I mean, I've played more golf in the last six weeks than I've played ever probably in my life, uh, but we're getting worse. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not getting, we're yeah. not, we're not <laughs> getting better. Like the first time we went out, I was shocked how well I played. And then I'm like, yeah. every time I go out now, I'm just thinking well, about, it, I'm just getting worse and worse. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, Brian, Brian, those, on those par five straightaways, how much are you driving though? Because when we're, yeah, Delaware, well, the, the last it. par five I played, I probably grounded like, eight balls in a row, like 70 feet. So, you know, mm. sometimes those, yeah, look, that's the worst. those look like they're, you know, uh, uh, three miles away. And it's just, uh, I don't know, I, a couple decent drives, but my irons are better. Everything else is my drive. My drive is, mm. is for shit. Uh, Brian, let's just get on the Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> uh, diet. Just crush <laughs> the it. Har- the Harry diet. Peanut. I could hit it along the, the ground for <laughs> upwards of 55 yards if I start eating like him, <laughs> if I stop eating like him, whatever it is. Sal, didn't you say you, you played? Sal, didn't you say you played? I you played. I played bars? with uh, my buddy Scott and Rachel Bonetta. Yeah. I, I, well, that's the worst thing, though. Like like Brian says, you'll have like three good holes and then the, the next three holes don't resemble anything like the, your tee shot. So it's uh Parley kid, I can imagine you, you just have to keep it so that it's less frustrating than softball. You'll just never care as much as it was as softball. But I think that's the goal, right? You can't get. You yeah. Know, I mean, you, you remember how I was in softball. Sure. If I, if I made an out, if you know, you know, Harry, if I made like one out and a double header, that was yeah. a lot. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd throw my bat or a bash or a garbage right. can or in you, with my bat or something. Or yell like at that. brother John. Well, yeah, yeah. yell at <laughs> Brother John. It was probably his fault. He got forced out because he was running too slow and cost me <laughs> some type of out or something like, like that. So, uh, yeah, so golf, I have a much better attitude about it because I, I just know that. Uh, 
I think that's you know, the key. I'm probably never, I'm never really going to be really good at it. So, I think that's the key. Uh, you start just, making pars and stuff, and then it's like, oh, should I take lessons? Oh, now I'm spending money on this, and I'm <laughs> and I'm losing balls and everything else. It's, exactly. Uh, and, you know, and when we go, when we go play, we see some of these guys giving lessons, and I'm like, these guys could not help me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. None, none of these guys could help me. Uh, I, I don't even think they can help the people there. Try this. Uh, pretending to help at that point uh you just go play have some fun uh, yeah. etc so but it's been fun it's been a great distraction for for us right okay all right good times jim cunningham i don't think you're you're uh golfing anymore jim cunningham had a date a virtual date with nikki glazer <laughs> yeah. uh he posted a picture of it he asked her out she kind of said yes yeah, and uh nothing and yeah then um i never reached out to her yeah, I think that's the what's supposed to happen well, next, right? Well, I wasn't right? sure if I was allowed to because you had put me in touch with those people and I didn't want to look like a creep with this mustache, if that's possible. <laughs> well, yeah, the creep the creep <laughs> thing is there's nothing we could do about after uh, after she saw you. But I think you're allowed to reach out. I don't think it's harassment if you ask a girl out. She says yes. I'm like, uh, hey, let's. what about yeah, that date? Well, I was I just there right. as an ambassador for you, so I just figured... I was trying to look like a uh, gentleman. Okay. Jim, Jim was right. Jim was very upset though. He, he was very upset that still. he didn't get get the second date. Oh, she's probably listening <laughs> to this. So, Nikki, call me. I'm sure. Of course, she's listening to it. All right, Jim can, is can working we, can out. Can we well. get the, can we get the second online date on this site? Maybe at some point in time. Oh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yes. Yeah, what do you think, Jim? Jim is. I, by the way, Jim, I was told by the producers of Kimmel because it was a Kimmel bit when she guest hosted. Um, that you left the mustache on just for the bit, and now uh, it has not it has not gone away. No, no, I'm just gonna keep it on till this thing's over, I guess. But um, I was this gonna thing shave what? it. This for thing called it. life. If she wanted to go out, I would have shaved it off. And they were like, "Oh, uh, keep I it. see. It's funny." All but, right. Well, and now I'm just not gonna see anyone maybe, again for a while. Jim, maybe I, Jim, maybe I could recommend Jim maybe a little hair gel or something because hair is very important. Hair is okay. very important in dating. <laughs> you know what? He's one for one, Jim, with the advice. He he recommended you bring your A game, right. and you did. And she yep. said yes. So I I don't think uh, I don't think now's the time to Thank stop you. listening Thank to you, Harry. Harry. All right, Jim. What's the uh, what's the Twitter handle? Oh yeah, she can reach out to me uh, on Twitter at <laughs> Jim Cunningham, and the eyes are ones. Yes, they are. And that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Watch Fox Bet Live. Formally lock it in Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Follow us at Extra Points Pod and me at the Cousin Sal on Twitter. For the degenerate, the duh, the duh, I can't talk, the degenerate trifecta. I haven't said it in so long. And Jim Cunningham, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.